Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. So even though the last episode was released around two weeks ago, it does feel like a really long time and it really feels like a really long time since I last recorded an episode. So in one of my previous episodes, I explored the concept of grieving and loving kindness and how to process grief. I shared about my own breakup experience when I was 16 years old. But upon making that episode and publishing it, something within me didn't feel exactly right because I noticed that all I talked about was the pain and also the grief that was associated with the experience, which I felt was sort of insufficient to capture the complexity of what it was. And, you know, it just really got me thinking throughout the weeks after I released the episode. So to some extent, you know, I was eager to convey and express what does pain and what does grief feels like. And, you know, just how to process all that pain and grief from losing someone we truly love. But what I felt was missing from the picture was the love part, right? I didn't talk about, you know, what happens to all this love after we process all that grief. Does it go away? I am still kind of thinking about it now. You know, it's a question that I don't really have a definite answer to, but I just felt that there's more to say on this topic, which is why I decided to create this episode. So in today's episode, I just want to further share and go deeper into the question of if we truly love someone, does the love ever go away? And does it need to go away? And this is something that got me thinking throughout the past few weeks. I do think that it's a complex topic to tackle. But personally, my stand is, chances are, if we have truly loved someone, it doesn't. And that is if there was any love to begin with, I think that the love doesn't go away even after many years later. So we all know that getting over someone we love isn't easy. You know, some people think that it's a matter of time when it comes to getting over someone. So I really do think that it really depends on how we define the phrase getting over someone. If you're talking about accepting the experience and making peace with it, then yes, I think with time, we can eventually accept and make peace with the fact that someone is out of our lives. We are able to choose to release the thought that we want to change our past experience and go over how things could be different and all of that. I think with time, we can lessen the intensity of that. But if we define it as the strong feelings of love shared with the other person, I honestly think that those feelings can sometimes still be felt pretty strongly and deeply even after years so in a way it's like you know if you define it as whether or not the love is still there i really really think that you know the love may still be there so i personally hold a view that you know with time we can accept our situation and whatever that has happened to us you know we might not think about a person on a daily basis anymore and we might not want to change anything anymore. But I also think that at the same time, 
you know, simultaneously, the feelings of pain, the feelings of love still stays within us, you know, even after many, many years. And I think what I'm essentially trying to say is if you have truly loved someone, I think the truth is you might never actually get over them, right? By my second definition of getting over someone. So if you think that you're someone caught in this situation and if you're trying to unlove someone at this moment that you can't be with anymore because that's what I tried to do so hard for the past few years, right? And I would say that if you're going through this situation right now, know that it's normal and perhaps I just wish that someone could tell me at a point in time that it's okay to not unlove someone, right? And I personally believe that, you know, we can still continue to love someone and that means we don't have to forget all our painful memories or our happy memories with that person. But we can do that without being in love with them, right? So in this episode, I just want to share how exactly it is like to still love someone without being in love with them, okay? And I truly feel this. And so I have come up with three personal pointers of how it can manifest. So number one, feelings are strong whenever we think back. You know, when I think about my past relationship, the feelings are still very strong. And yes, you know, even like, what, after 13 years, right? You know, be it the love or the pain. And the thing is, what I felt was, I probably just grew around those feelings, right? And I just became bigger, right? I just somehow learned to live with all that feelings within me. Even though everybody tells me that you will get over him, your feelings for him will decrease, and time will decrease your feelings for a person and all these statements were just so pressurizing back then and i'm not going to be telling you all these because i know how hard is it to be the one receiving all these statements right and on this note you know i bet we all have friends that we can go months or even years without seeing and then when we suddenly see each other again it's like nothing has really changed right so being in love with someone is sort of like that you know, the emotional intimacy that you guys shared together will always be there connecting the both of you. If there wasn't a strong bond from those heavy emotional intimacy, it is likely that you never really loved them at all, right? And when you think back, you could probably still think about the way they speak, the way they behave, how they would actually react to a certain situation, right? Like he or she back then, like that past person you know how would that person react to a present situation i mean all these are part of the emotional intimacy that you have cultivated if it was something that really really was impactful for instance like a first love or it also depends on your personality right for myself as i mentioned in a few of my episodes i'm quite a highly sensitive person I process emotion to a great degree, right? So maybe for me, it might just be harder for me to not feel that intensity, right? And because I process emotion to such a great degree, the intensity just remains. And it's also this feeling where you just want the best for them and you just want them to be happy no matter what went down between you two. And I think this is really a beautiful thing because... I don't think that many people can actually experience this in their lifetime. And the second thing here is, I think still loving someone out of our lives can also mean that we still want to talk about them. So in the initial stages, maybe talking about it can be a form of healing and it's necessary, like what I mentioned in the episode. 
But after a while, you might want to talk about it because you are aware that the experience really kind of played a part in shaping who you are today, who you are as a person. Talking and thinking about someone in the past does not mean you want to change the past or is unaccepting of whatever that has took place or wish that something was different. I clearly remembered that when I talked to my friends about my ex in the past, I was immediately, you know, just shut down with statements like, Jeanette, why are you still not over him? You know, it's been so long and you still want to talk about your relationship. And those statements back then were really, really invalidating, right? But now, you know, fast forward 10 years later, you know, 10 years have passed and the truth is, I do still want to talk about my relationship. Why? Because this is just me as a person, right? I'm a person who has a lot going through within me and I'm a person who likes to kind of just talk about, you know, certain things, make sense of certain experiences. I like to share and I like to share my emotions in great detail, right? Especially with my close ones, right? And so, yeah, the truth is, I would still like to, if I could, and if someone is willing to listen to my story, because it's a part of my identity. You know, if someone was part of an identity, I think it's okay to talk about that, right? I think it's okay to actually allow yourself to express yourself through the experience you had with someone. So I think the key is perhaps the way I talk about it now will be somewhat, you know, different from how I talk about it 10 years ago, right? In a sense, not in a crying and bawling my eyes out kind of way, right? But in a way where you will see me smiling while talking about it, right? As I share the memorable parts of it. So recently, you know, I saw a girl in school uniform. She was walking in a mall crying and talking on the phone and you know i think the first thought that came into my mind was oh my god i just wanted to go up and give her a hug because seeing her like that really really makes me really heartbroken right even though i do not know who she is right i have no idea you know i'm i'm not connected to her in any way but you know just the fact that you know she really reminded me of my younger self, right, I really, really saw my younger self in her. So I think at a point in time, I really, really felt very, very sad as well when I witnessed that happening. So I think I just felt rather emotional. I just really wanted to just go up and give her a hug and tell her that, you know, whatever it is, everything will be all right, right? Because seeing her like that really, really just reminded me of my younger self where emotional regulation was just non-existent i think when you are not really aware of yourself yet when your self-awareness is not there yet when you haven't learned emotional regulation yet i think it's just really really easily to just lose yourself and you know be in a very devastated state right as much as we usually share only the present and recent experiences with our friends and close ones i think there's really no need to hide our past experiences, right? Because the past is just part of our life, right? And sometimes I just wish that, you know, people can be more open-minded to see that, hey, you know, we can still talk about someone, we can love someone, but at the same time, we can also accept that the past is the past, right? And the person is no longer in our life anymore. And that's point number two, is that we might still want to talk about it even after many, many, many years later. And number three is that 
I think we will feel this sense of gratitude for the experience. Like this immense, immense sense of gratitude and really, really just thankful for everything that has happened. And this gratefulness comes from the fact that we are able to see how it shapes us into who we are today. And when people go through traumatic events, there's such a thing called post-traumatic growth, right? Where you may come out of the trauma having a more renewed sense of purpose, you gain more resilience, strength, and even wisdom, right? So I think the gratitude comes from this growth that I wouldn't be able to get from anywhere else, right? I wouldn't be able to get from my textbook. I wouldn't be able to get from podcasts or any books, right? It's being able to go through the experience and coming out of it stronger, you know, finding my sense of purpose from that. So I think, you know, the truth is our past experience really do mold us into the person we are today, sometimes in ways that are not so visible, right? It does influence our decisions and our actions in the present moment. I mean, all our past experiences do. It's just a matter of degree. It is somewhat integrated as a part of us. It's like, you know, without that love, right, I probably wouldn't have felt all that pain and all that complex emotions at such a young age. And also experiencing that intense grief and perhaps I think what most people also term as situational depression, you know, all of which I didn't even have a clue back then. And I probably wouldn't have the emotional capacity and depth, right, to be doing what I'm doing now, like talking about emotions, sharing about experiences, and even to verbalize all these emotions through a podcast, right, and to capture some of the beautiful yet really complex experience of our human experiences, right, to be able to be passionate about emotional wellness and you know, to be able to share these lessons to my audience via my podcast channel. And, you know, I think all these things wouldn't be possible if I hadn't really went through, you know, what I term as a traumatic experience when I was younger, right? So, of course, I may have to go through, you know, multiple relapse, healing before I can finally make peace with my past. And that's when I actually experienced that post-traumatic growth where, you know, I come out of it stronger. You know, it's like I come out of the experience feeling like, you know, there is a reason why I went through this. And it's about using the experience to actually find my purpose. You know, how is that experience actually connected to my greater purpose? You know, all these things are what I can only come to see after years later. But, you know, in the first few years after the breakup, you know, I was really just going through a lot of healing, a lot of finding the self, you know, I, my days were just really, really very um, depressing, I would say. Yeah, and to the point where I really, really couldn't even remember parts of my JC day, my junior college days, because I think most of my days in junior college, I was just really, really spending the entire two years really grieving over a loss, right? And I think Partly, it was because, yeah, I'm a person who feels a lot, that's one. But secondly, I think it was also the way the breakup happened, right? It was, there was a lot, a lot of um, me trying to reverse the process. And I think that psychologically made the impact even bigger than what it was supposed to be. Yeah, so 
yeah, whatever it is, right, um, I just want to say that, you know, to some extent, I can safely say that the person I am today, right, being able to feel a lot, empathize a lot with people's struggles, people's pain, and even people who are really feeling hopeless, right, the feelings of hopelessness, I think those are actually largely attributed to my first relationship, which I do treasure a lot. You know, it taught me to get in touch and acknowledge my emotions at a very young age. I mean, to survive, I had to learn self-coping mechanisms. I had to go through emotional regulation, right? I think everybody do to some extent when they get into a situation of loss, right? And I am able to bring a lot more to the many relationships that I am in today, right? You know, be it relating to others going through the same experience or just being a little bit more emotionally mature in my current one. So I just want to say that, you know, if you're going through a really hard time right now, if you're grieving over a loss, it could be loss of a pet, it could be loss of a job, a loved one, whatever it is, I think there's no need to feel the pressure to forget the pain nor the love. And as much as people are telling you that time will heal, you know, you will eventually not feel the same way and you will eventually not carry so much of the pain and your love will kind of like just fade away, that kind of thing. You know, these words, even though intentions are good, it can be very, very pressurizing. So, I just want to say that, you know, with time, we will somehow integrate the experience we once think of as a form of loss, but it really isn't, okay? It really isn't a loss, but it's also all that love and wisdom, right, that guides us in our present day. You know, with time, we will somehow integrate the experience and all that the person has brought to our life in one way or another and continue on with our lives in a way that makes sense to us only after many, many years later. So eventually, one day we will. We might not know when is that day, but just trust that one day it will all make sense, right? And when this happens, you perhaps also come to love the person more, right? But maybe not in the same way. When you come to make sense of how your past experience fits into your current life, you have this loving kindness, right? It's this form of kindness where you see how everything is just interconnected and you wouldn't be who you are today without the forces that shape you into who you are from the past, right? So you tend to forgive the past, you forgive yourself, you forgive everything that has happened. You know, sometimes there's regrets, there's hatred, there is anger and all these things, right? One day, it will just transform and transcend into love. And that is what I mean by, you know, I may come to love the person more, right? But it's not in the same romantic way, but in a way where, you know, the interconnectedness way, you know, it's the way where how the experience really shaped me as a person. And this takes time, right? It really takes time. It took me freaking 10 years, okay? Then the next question is, you know, if we still hold love for someone who is out of our present life, you know, can we still ever love as strongly and as deeply and be engaged in another relationship, right? So the answer for me is yes. And in this short 
lifetime, I believe that we can simultaneously hold love for more than one person, right? But it's also different kinds of love. Even towards a stranger, we can hold love, right? Towards our family, this kind of love. Towards our previous relationship, our ex-partner, there's a certain form of love, which sometimes is just really hard to describe in words. But there is that love. And as humans, I think one of the beautiful things is we can love many, many things, but that is different from, you know, being in love, right? Like now, I really do love my significant other deeply and we are in an 8 years plus relationship, right? We do fight and quarrel a lot. You know, every day we are striving to become better partners for each other. But I can say that I love my partner a lot. Right, so this just means that you know we can actually hold love for more than one person, but as I said, it's a different kind of love. When it comes to the former love, you know, it's just the love just gets locked away in the box, right? But it's always there, right? Influencing your actions, your decision in your present day, right? But with my current partner, I would say that you know he's the person. I'm in love with that I deeply care about right and also has the power to turn my world upside down so I guess this is a really short opinionated episode on whether we can really get over someone we love and do we really really need to get over someone and I think this is a question where different people may have different views right and in this episode I have shared my view so for me once you love someone deeply and truly you will never be able to unlove them and sometimes our love just doesn't fade away with time and it just influences our subconscious mind right the pain will be less with time probably or sometimes it doesn't as well we grow around our pain and we just simply learn to live with that pain you know we become bigger we become stronger so it's not the pain that reduce but it's our maturity, our strength, our resilience that gets bigger, right? And we evolve around that pain, right? We learn how to deal with that pain. So in times, it may even transform into wisdom and guide us in our behaviors in the present day. But then, you know, that love and memories will still remain till our very last breath. And there's no need to force ourselves to stop loving altogether. And that also doesn't mean that it has to put a hole on our lives. You know, being able to love someone so much that it stays with you forever is a gift that many people aren't given in this life. It's best to hold on to it, use it, and marvel in it, right? After all, love is the most powerful force in the universe because everyone you love becomes a part of you and helps you grow and learn. And I believe that the more love we can cultivate around us, the more fulfilling our lives would be. And without love, there's no life anyway. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and assess our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.